consider changing your career direction or industry but remained where you are because you're worried you wouldn't be able to make the shift well today we are talking to Rivana Mezaya a director at Grab Indonesia who's not only made the shift but done it repeatedly and in completely different ways from law to government to academia to tech and she's going to help us figure out how to make a successful career transition and in case you love what she has to say and you want to learn more Meza has kindly offered to answer questions via a future blog post so feel free to click the link in the episode description to submit questions to her Hey Meza thanks so much for joining us today but before we begin could you tell us a little bit about your really crazy career journey Hi Amit yeah uh, I agree with that word crazy right <laughs> <laughs> Hi everyone so I'm Meza from Jakarta Indonesia and yes uh, you are correct I think I've done quite a change I also can't believe that I've gone through that I was originally trained as a lawyer but I always have a passion in public policy and later on found out also in the liberology I have served in a law firm an NGO in international government organization in the government under the president and minister's office I've worked in a university and currently actually I'm enjoying my uh, latest uh, learning round in the private sector uh, in a tech company as you mentioned and in all of those work I've dealt with quite varieties of type of work right dealt with making a legal opinion chasing state assets in corruption cases or the bottlenecking the biggest geothermal project after 30 plus years today and now surprisingly crafting a business development strategy also interestingly uh, in doing so i found that i've been in the same table actually with ministers uh, with students and right hailing drivers so i've been privileged <laughs> to meet uh, you know uh, so many different types of people but i think throughout this journey i think i've found my core competence Uh, which is founded by the structures given for legal discipline and also the skills of the neurology and regardless what the type of work is it seems like i'm seeking roles that i can learn from and give impact as well so that's about it <laughs> yeah you you actually listening to you you've done stuff that people like me can only dream of i mean i feel like i should launch a you know like a true crime podcast just so i can talk to you about the corruption cases Oh yeah yeah okay we can talk about it some other time <laughs> <laughs> Yeah yeah also by the way a key point in what you said is that all this variety of things is tied to a single core competency which is deliverology so what is that Mm, yeah, I think uh, maybe there are other names to this, but deliverology in my understanding is in short the science of delivery. So the term was originally used in government's delivery units like in the pioneering uh, the UK prime minister's delivery unit and in the, in the Indonesian one uh, a decade ago when I was there. It is essentially in my understanding the art of managing and monitoring implementations of big impact programs in a complex settings. like in governments right in governments it is often about successfully executing uh, campaign promises or priorities of an administration but i think overall it's applicable anywhere else because we are always dealing with big impact programs and complex settings anyway right yeah that's right and actually the way you describe it i can see why this core competence actually translates to other things on the point about leveraging a single core competence so what you're saying is that anyone can actually move into any field as long as they have a skill set that can be extended maybe creatively into that field 
and i'm sure that's something a lot of people will find comforting because it means you don't have to build a whole range of new skills to execute a career change and uh, speaking of change what is it that keeps you moving into so many different areas Hmm, that's a good question. <laughs> I don't know if I have the answer yet right now. But maybe if I should guess, I think going back a long time ago, I think I'm always uh, more drawn to the question of what do I want to learn or what do I want to experience rather than what I want to be. So from early on having realized that, I realized that I should not aim at a linear career. but maybe I'd rather aim to complete my quote unquote own career curriculum. This curriculum kind of represents what I believe to be the abilities, perspectives or experiences that me as a person should have uh, to maximize my contribution as a part of a society. So for example, people who have known me for a while would be surprised that I am now doing DD in a private company. But for me, this is the time actually in my syllabus or in my curriculum to learn and gain first-hand experiences relating to decision-making in the private sector so I could understand the point of view better. This is actually complementing my previous experiences in the heart of government where I was uh, privy to various decision-making, but from the public sector uh, point of view. Okay. So people talk about a learning curve. but uh, you're taking it uh, to a whole different level i mean you're essentially treating your entire career as one big university course and that's yeah, an... i don't know why <laughs> <laughs> i mean i think that's an extraordinary point of view mesa and maybe in that world graduation means retirement is mm, interesting interesting <laughs> so now that you made all these changes what do you think are the key things that people need to know or plan to make a successful career change Okay, just uh, reflecting from my own experience, I think first of all, if you don't want to make a career change, I think it's fine too. People are uh, different, yeah. you know, what we want to do. True. But if you're thinking about a career change, maybe I would divide it into three things. The first one is uh, before the change itself or pre-change, and after you decide to change, and what we can plan along the way. For the pre-change, I think we need to put on our ambitious gear. Uh, in try in trying to reflect and research more about ourselves and the area or place we want to change into the post change after taking that brave decision to change then we shift gear to be more uh, humility have more humility to be able to absorb, observe and absorb and along the way i think keeping uh, small pit stops to check in with ourselves and with those around us is is good mm-hmm. okay so the first thing you're saying is that we need to be ambitious about the change itself so what do you mean by that could you elaborate a little bit more about that mm, yeah in my experience uh, when thinking about the change well change is a scary thing right we need to be a bit ambitious this word ambition actually kind of has a bad connotation right especially for a woman in asian culture like when you are perceived as ambitious it means not really a ambitious but uh, i think in this context you owe it to yourself to be ambitious to embrace this mindset to pursue some answers as to why and how we are making uh, the change or in other words to really be informed of why we are making the change mm. i'd like to uh, draw a parallel here uh, and it to my uh, training as a lawyer there is something called the business judgment rule in corporate law 
mm. which basically protects uh, corporate officers from any liability where they have made a decision in good faith uh, mm. after reasonably informed and using appropriate procedures, even when those decisions turn out to be poor and result uh, in a loss, right? I like this rule because it recognizes that we can actually make mistakes in making decisions, including about a career change. But the important thing is to make sure how we come to that decision. That's my opinion. Being informed right. why you come to that decision. And if I can reflect more, I think being informed here means uh, being informed about yourself and about the external uh, conditions further. I mean, I think if you allow me to elaborate further, because this is a very interesting self-reflection you just made me do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, so... Now I'm thinking like when, before I make a decision to change the career, maybe we can look at inward first, right? And challenge ourselves. Ask questions like why we want to change, where we are right now and what we already have. Do we want to change because of just utter contempt of our <laughs> current boss, you know? Or utter no, contempt, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Can't stand them anymore, right? Yeah. Or because the type of work itself, we don't want to do it again. Or we have actually a different passion than this one. What is our capital already to move forward? What is our network like? What is our particular skills? Are we ready to take a financial hit? We could definitely check on our own life uh, curriculum as well as a, as a reference on where we are. Uh, after we can look inward, we can also look outward, right? Meaning researching really the area or place that we want to move to. Do some research about the sector, but not just a Google search. Just adopt the mainstream assumptions. For example, we shouldn't be tempted to assume that, oh, government work is so bureaucratic or tech is culturally fun. Because right. maybe those are not necessarily... Yeah, that's actually exactly the stereotypes, <laughs> I would think. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> we should actually commit to know more uh, by we can talk with people who are already there and who have already left as well. They will have interesting point of view. We can do informational interviews, take advantage of the network, and find out everything, not just about the job, but about you know the, the boss, the culture, any information that would make us feel informed. Ultimately, I think we want to be able to be as closely as possible to match the answers from the looking inward and the looking outward uh, process. Because the going gets tough, and it will be uh, during a career change. This is where we would look back uh, for strength, in my experience. Mm. Because I, uh, if we have that, we would have some confidence that we have the why. And this change actually is the answers to our why. I understand we will never have a perfect confidence or a perfect information. But at least if we are ambitious enough to seek for some answers, uh, we would be less tempted yeah, to look back with what ifs. Yeah, and this is where you're grounding it back in the business judgment, thought process and law, right? Mm. So, yeah, so I, I think that makes a lot of sense because essentially this is a, a change, not just a step forward. And so by definition, it's ambitious because it's not just a small step, it's a big sideways or diagonal kind of thing. And so therefore, uh, we need to do our homework and have the self-reflection to make a good enough decision so we don't regret or second guess ourselves later. And I think all the stuff that you said, you're absolutely right. It's tempting to start second guessing when things go wrong. But if yeah. you've done the <laughs> due diligence, then at least you can say you made the decision with the best information you had. 
So ah, that's the word. Yeah. Yeah. So so now that we've made the change, you suggest that we need to actually now leave aside the ambition and <laughs> actually step ahead with humility. So why is that? And isn't the change part the hard part? Well, I'm not saying this to leave the ambition out the door completely. <laughs> okay. But I think after we make the change, in my experience, shifting gear to uh, humility could help us uh, navigate uh, the change itself. Making decision to change is hard, but afterwards is the real work, right? This is tricky since, as the new kid uh, on the block, maybe we would want to show that we could perform well and we have additional or exceptional added value to the organization. Mm. But still, I think having our sense of humility to guide us doesn't prevent us from from doing that as well. In fact, in my experience, consciously choosing to have humility here would enable us to observe and absorb what is happening around us and validating or defeating our assumptions because we will have them mm. right, about the, this, this new thing. And it will be able to point us to the direction of people who we should talk to and create new network as we go along. And honestly, it also maintains uh, internal sanity, right? To not put a lot of pressure <laughs> on ourselves. <laughs> yeah, true. Actually, that's true. If you're approaching from a point of humility, you cannot, by definition, put pressure on yourself. Yeah. So, so that's true. <laughs> okay. So understood. So the change is only a step. But if we want to make it successful, we need to keep an open mind. And which is why we need to have the humility to learn from scratch. I think your third point earlier was something about pit stops uh, on the way. So what is that about? Yeah, I think it's important like doing any change or doing the career change to keep uh, just small pit stops, right? To check in about many things. Because things will, will go very fast sometimes, the pace, maybe we don't have the time to stop. But if we can have these pit stops to check with ourselves, with our family, mentally, spiritually, financially, maybe it could do, do good uh, for ourselves to navigate the whole process. Because I think change of career doesn't happen in a vacuum. The rest of the world actually keeps going despite our going through a career change. That's yeah. why uh, I think building awareness on how the change has affected us, our closest ones, our financial maybe could help us uh, respond, you know, and maybe ultimately uh, survive the change. Like for example, uh, some people might take pay cuts to go do something that they have dreamt to do. But we might have some plans on how to deal with it in the beginning, right? But after it happened, maybe we could check in again with family or with uh, whether or not our plans are working. And, you know, recognizing the issues earlier maybe enable us to respond and manage the stress of the change earlier as well. Okay. So, so the check-ins essentially are to ensure that the decision-making process and plans are actually happening as we intended yeah. and nothing is going, uh, you know, completely off track. By the way, you know, I, I really love the point you made. Career change doesn't happen in the vacuum. The rest of the <laughs> world keeps moving irrespective of our own journey. That's true, right? I mean, yeah. if it... Yeah, if you're doing something big like this, you feel like, oh my God, this is like some massive thing that's happening. But actually, everybody else is just doing their own thing. <laughs> Nobody even knows that yeah. you're going through any transformation. Life goes on, right? Yeah, yeah. And also, actually, life goes on, yes. And sometimes, life also knocks us down, right? And, mm. and so, things do go wrong sometimes. So, in all of these moves, have you ever faced doubts about what you're doing? Definitely. I mean... 
just like in my current position right now, doing like business development, for example. I was trained as a lawyer. I did not see a single sheet of like, Microsoft Excel you know, during <laughs> my university training. And now having to deal with forecasting and you know everything, it's totally different experience, right? right. And definitely, uh, despite you know having years of of experience doing something else or having done something that may be good or important before, I, I did have a lot of doubts uh, doing mm. a change. And I think it's it's normal because we want we are the new uh, new newcomer, right? And maybe we see people having expectations of us as well. You know, the Excel point is a, is a really good one. So, you know, you're coming in with years of experience and so on. So therefore, you know, you're expected mm. to be a person who knows stuff. And then there may yeah. be so many junior people in the room who know how to use Excel, <laughs> let's yes, say. Yes, definitely. <laughs> so do you, so do, did you at that time feel sort of embarrassed to ask or like, did you, uh, like, how did you overcome those kinds of things? Oh my God, Amit, you definitely uh, brought me back to that moment <laughs> where I found myself wanting to cry. <laughs> oh my like, God, okay. For the love of God, use this Excel sheet. <laughs> <laughs> and that actually did happen. So the other people in the office and, you know, in the tech company, people are so young and they're doing a lot of important things so young, right? Yeah. And I found myself having to ask them to teach me or to guide me. And, and I think I'm very privileged to have gone through this career change so i already realized the point about humility and it's a real thing not just you know a good word humility right i felt empowered by it because i feel i was able to ask and i of course there is some embarrassment i mean but i could always go back to oh I'm, i was trained as a lawyer right i'm not doing this for doing this true, true. so yeah, so I think that really helps me to, to overcome the need to, to ask for, uh, for guidance. But definitely the doubt is there. And if you remember in the beginning, I said like I, I'm drawn to like what I want to learn in a new experience. But actually it, it might sound heroic, right? To say, oh, I want to learn new things. That's why I changed job or something. But sometimes we forget that learning process is painful. It is very painful. Just imagine when you're in school, you learn math or you learn physics for the first time. That's very painful. I graduated in physics, by the way, Mesa. So Okay, I, Amit, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was a very poor so student. Very bad student. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not as painful for you than to learn physics, but you got there, right? <laughs> yeah. And the, the painful process, I think one of the stronger pains might be from actually the pressure from handling our own uh, doubts, right? So I think to deal with it, back to your question, first, humility. Uh, I already said that. And I think another point that kept me going was, I think I was trying to be genuine in my intention. So it's not like I want to claim the junior's job, right? That mm. the one that me excel. I was genuinely, I did not know how to do it. I, I want to learn from him or her. Mm. And then uh, I recognized that I was able to do it because of him or her by helping. So it's right. just that we keep our genuine intention that we want to learn in this new place, right? And another thing I mean, I think is maintaining a, a good feedback loop. So not being afraid of having feedback from our manager or our peers or our team members even. Mm. It, it keeps us validating or disqualifying our doubts. Right. Uh, sometimes we are afraid, am I doing the right thing? Oh, actually, yes, you are doing the right thing. The feedback says so. So rather than just uh, dwell with that thought, we can ask for 
that's right that's actually a really good point meza because a lot of the uncertainty or the doubt comes in in our own heads so so we we make it up almost but if you're getting external feedback then that is a much more objective way of saying whether you're doing the right thing or not so i think that's a really good point yeah and even if actually it validates your doubt like yes you're yeah. not doing At least you know and you can talk it through, right? So there's no harm uh, at all, I think, in maintaining a good uh, feedback loop. Ask for it. Sometimes we're waiting for our peers or our environment to give us feedback, but we can also set up uh, time or opportunity to do it ourselves. And honestly, Amit, having done the different type of work that I somehow, I don't know why I experienced, let's face it, we will be asked to do something that we don't know how. in a new place wherever right. we are right yeah and and ultimately i think you are allowed to fake it because faking it till you make it means you still actually make it so it's fine <laughs> <laughs> okay so fake it till you make it still means you're making it <laughs> yeah yep yep meza you're you're full of quotes today i have to say I can totally see that on a T-shirt or a mug or oh, something like that. Oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I'm actually going to do it. It's it's like a really cool quote. So actually, you know, you were talking about the faking it till you make it. So my own experience of change. Hmm. So when I joined uh, Uber six years, uh, six seven years ago, and that was to run customer support. But the funny thing is that I'd never worked in customer support before. Oh, that. see, so, <laughs> so how did you how did you manage it? So that's the thing the first two or three weeks I actually thought every day and I'm not kidding I would come back to my wife and say I'm sure they're going to fire me tomorrow because I have no idea what I'm uh, doing I don't know how okay. to answer any customer complaints I don't know what this forecasting process is I understand excel but I don't know what on earth they're trying to do <laughs> So it was just it was so scary actually for mm. uh, for a few weeks but then you know you got it and you get it slowly and once you get it then it works So that's the you yeah. know you you fake it and maybe show some confidence and ask for help and all of that till you yeah. reach a point where you're actually able to do it so uh, so yeah. all the stuff that you're saying absolutely 100% agree with yeah and we also shouldn't uh, forget that we came to this new place with something right, right whatever right. experience before we can actually use it somehow exactly like the logic the stakeholder management the, qu- the analytical thinking we could right Exactly so that's your bit about core competence so so it's a really i think you've packaged this whole thing really well because the core competence is what lets you make this transition it gives you the excuse and the reason to say that you know i can deliver something and then yeah. the humility and stuff is what lets you learn the other things that you need in order to yeah. then become successful so so i think that's fantastic and uh, honestly meza really loved every bit of what you said so so let me just summarize you know the few points for our listeners so first is anyone can change careers as long as they can anchor the change on a core competence that can be extended to the new industry or role and i think frankly speaking the examples you gave stakeholder management analytical thinking those are things that we have in many different places so truly anybody can move to anything else if they are just able to anchor on that second point since since we are making a major change we should be ambitious in terms of what we want and do the groundwork needed to make it mm. a success 
third one is once we are in the new role we need to lead with humility so we can learn fast enough to make the change successful and also i guess don't be embarrassed if you don't know something that seems simple because that's what you're there for you're, you're there to learn something new and then you know from time to time we need to check in against our original plan so we know we are on the right track and i think uh, you know the other point that you made is if you find things going wrong as long as you take feedback and have genuine intention and continue to learn you will eventually succeed so just keep going fake it till you make it yes true yep so uh, thanks a lot meza this was fantastic and as a reminder to our listeners if you have any questions please click the link in the description and head on over to our website so you can submit them and meza has kindly offered to answer all of your questions via a subsequent blog post so meza thank you so much for joining us today i i really really appreciate your time oh well, thanks for having me amit and thanks for you know giving me opportunity to reflect as well and all of this i think is from my own experience i'm sure your experience and all of the listeners experience would be different but hopefully we can learn along the way right yeah yeah and i think there's a lot packaged in here for people to be able to use so so really uh, appreciate it And to our listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. We were Ivana Mezaya and Amit with Job Talk, uh, and see you next time.